so I just say it. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna um welcome to Big Facts No Caps. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um welcome to Big Fact No Cap, the only pod or the number one podcast <laughs> with ta- the Taylor Swift obsessed and those who are well dressed. I'm gonna let you take another <laughs> go at that one. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry. Listen, I'm nervous. <laughs> Yeah, you have your own podcast when you do that. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> well, we do usually come with a bunch of gotcha questions for our guests, so I could see why she would be nervous. Adrian, you really ripped into my review in my wife. You know what? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Welcome yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Take a clean take. Okay. One, two, three. Welcome to Big Fact, No Cap, the only... The... <laughs> Fuck. There's an S. There's an S in there. <laughs> Okay. This isn't really adorably part two. <laughs> it is. I I was laughing. Okay, I'll get into it. Okay. Welcome to... And scene. <laughs> welcome to Big Fact, No Cap, the number one podcast with the Taylor Swift obsessed and those who are well-dressed. Was that okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul's face says no. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No cap. We're about to get to uh, criticisms to of meat. past episodes. This is going to be the absolute worst episode of your podcast ever. That's not true <laughs> at all. We've had some real duds. Sound off in the comments <laughs> with what the worst episode of Big Facts No Cap is. My favorite episode is really the episode with Dora Lee. I was laughing like so, so hard when she was trying to do the intro. I was in Walmart listening to it, like getting, you know, groceries. Um, and <laughs> when she kept saying, Big Facts no caps <laughs> you guys were like no <laughs> i was laughing so hard i mean it, it's 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 less funny with her whole like i'm pretty sure i have a undiagnosed learning disability but that girl can't read it <laughs> early i relate <laughs> Uh, you know, it's not the first time we've gotten feedback that the time people find us funny is when we're mean to a guest. So I think this is what people really want. It's not even that you, it was funny that you guys were mean to her. I was just like laughing. I don't know. I think when you people laugh on podcasts and you can tell it's genuine, it like makes me really laugh. Whereas Paul's kind of got that Jimmy Fallon thing going on. <laughs> Paul has a genuine Wait, laugh. Paul, Jimmy Fallon has like dead eyes when he laughs. Can you turn the computer a little bit so I'm not just looking at you? Oh, sorry. Uh, we're we're okay. so tiny now that I don't know who you're. Oh, there we go. That's perfect. That's perfectly framed. Okay. You, you need that. At first, Paul you was like, that. I don't want. Paul was like, I'm introducing two people to each other. I want to make sure they don't become friends. So I'm just going to make sure Adrian focuses on me. Oh, <laughs> I, I do think this is the beginning of a beautiful, the budding of a beautiful friendship <laughs> to come. One of my friends introduced me to one of her friends recently. And then she had a dream where her like, the friend she introduced me to and I, like, became really good friends and were, like, being mean to her. And she was mm-hmm. telling me about it, and I, I could tell she wanted me to apologize to her. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to. Like, I'm not going to apologize for something you dreamed. That is a real common anxiety thing, to be afraid to, like, introduce people because they're going to like each other better than you. Um, I don't really feel it, even as an anxious person. I feel like I'm a pretty good time. I feel, I feel like I don't have to worry too much about being excluded. <laughs> no cap. 
All right, beefs. Should we? Should I go? Yeah, go, go off, go so, off. Someone ring that. Someone ring that cowbell because we're getting to the beef section. A couple episodes ago, you guys had people from Fiverr review your podcast, mm-hmm. and then you played a clip from my podcast, Podcast mm-hmm. to Burn. We're not doing plugs yet. Plugs is at the end. <laughs> uh, you just cut that out. Um, PTV uh, and. Adrian, after my podcast played, I have a sticky note with the quote on it. Adrian said, he was talking about the, the five coming in with receipts. <laughs> Listen, folks. Um, he was talking about the fact that the two reviewers from Fiverr were black. And he said something like, maybe you could tell that, and this is a direct quote, the, <laughs> the liveliness and jovialness of their reviews really contrast with Rachel's white woman energy. <laughs> so, And I, listen, Paul keeps making fun of me, being like, you know what, I do think that racism towards white people is a big problem. I'm not trying to say that. Yes, you are, absolutely. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't care that you mentioned that I was white. I just felt like you took a toll. <laughs> now I feel like a real Karen. Forget I said Discrimination any plus power. That's, that's the definition, Rachel. <laughs> Let's go over it again. <laughs> Listen, I don't think that. I was just a little bit offended because I do genuinely listen to y'all's podcast every week. I like it. And the people on Fiverr, they were really nice. And sure, maybe they were a little bit jovial and fun. And maybe I wasn't as fun. But I'm and an actual paid. fan. And you paid them. And I listen yeah. every week. And I did That's that true. for free. <laughs> That's true. I think, th- so this is an issue where... A lot of things that I say come off as sarcastic, even when I don't mean them to. My interjections about like, oh, that shows that she clearly listens. That was not meant to be sarcastic. Certainly my biting commentary on your white woman energy was. But the other things were not supposed to be uh, coming off as uh, incredulous uh, uh, in terms of your standard as as a listener, a loyal listener of the podcast. Okay, that's good. I do have an issue picking up on when people are being like, Sarcastic. No, that's a, that's a me issue. Oh, a lot this of people might actually be an opportunity for me to correct a wrong. Uh, I think I made it really sound like Luke was a furry on the episode that for the listeners came out two weeks ago. Luke is that not is a true. furry. I, I texted he's, Paul today is, and said, "Is Luke really a furry?" Because I believe he's, him. He's just a crypto fascist. He's just a crypto fascist. Okay, that's fine. In um, a nine eleven truther. <laughs> yeah, how did you feel about that? I agreed with uh, you, Paul. Probably. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, just rehashing an old advice column, I could see there being trauma there, obviously, but that is not PTSD and, like, mental illness or whatever, and trauma isn't an excuse to uh, defend the Iraq war. No, no, more about the the oh. concentrated <laughs> energy beam that destroyed the two towers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I haven't watched those documentaries yet, but I, Luke's endorsement really pushed, I'm, like, gonna do some research tonight. <laughs> There you go. That's what. That's all he wants to do is just get you to think, get you to question. Um, I have one more thing to say about you, Adrian. Um, you don't like it when people have pine grove tattoos. I just want. Uh, I'm just genuinely curious about this one. Yeah, I think they're a little corny. That's fine. Wait. So, is he just have the two red squares? Well, they're black. So it's not even an album cover. It's just two it's black the squares, squares from the album cover, but it, they're black. But if someone who was colorblind saw them, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's exact. I I took the that was the that was the idea <laughs> record into the tattoo shop, and said I want this. But if someone who was colorblind saw it, and he was like, 
what the fuck are you talking about? Only my pet dog's uh, opinion matters to me, <laughs> so I only care if they see it as accurate to the album cover. What, but you said that, back to back to you, Adrian, um, you said that Pine Grove has a lyric about people having tattoos? Uh, yeah. What Draw is it? Draw a line in my skin. Draw a line in my skin. Oh, I always thought that that was just a reference to him getting the tattoo of the second album cover underneath his tattoo of the first album cover. Because he has the ampersand one, and he says, mark me right below the ampersand. Mark me right below the ampersand. Did Rachel just outfan you and make you look like a goddamn moron, Adrian? <laughs> I know what's on you. might have. For some reason, I, yeah. I took it as a broader commentary on the popularity of Pine Grove tattoos. But yeah, I think you're, you might be right on that one, yeah. I might be right. I don't know. I was an English major, so I analyzed stuff a lot. <laughs> poems Ooh. and such. Wait, speaking of poems, Nothing more impressive than someone who majors in a language they grow up knowing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I take that criticism. <laughs> I don't think that's actually a valid criticism. I think it's just a... My degree isn't useful. I, I work at a bank. <laughs> Where you speak English? I do marketing. Yeah. So that kind of yeah. ties in a little bit, but like... I mean, I would say that we're moving on from the beef section, but staying in the cows, because that was just a little ribbing, Rachel. Is, uh... Wait, is ribbing a word that has to do with cows? I mean, cows they have, have ribs. ribs. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we both got that immediately. It took Paul was doing the calculations in his head. Okay. We're cool, Adrian. <laughs> I just wanted All to right, clear cool. the air. We got to clear that air before we get into these into these um, hot take issues that we're getting into. We got to make sure that we're all kind of, you know, harmonious in, in the way that we're approaching these. And I, I think we are now. Do you have any beef with Paul or have you already like settled all that behind the scenes? Yeah, we had a long talk when he got here earlier. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is, I just, I just tripped. It's not, it's not a, <laughs> Paul is not a black canceled. <laughs> All right, so what were the things, oh, so, you know, our theme is Rachel, as it is with every one of our guest episodes. Our theme is the guest. So Rachel specifically wanted us to bring in columns. Oh, really quick, Rachel, uh, media roundup for everybody, if you want to do a, um, now's your chance. Oh, God. If you want to get the people on. Remember, plugs is at the end. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to mention my own podcast, which I do listen to every week when it comes out, too. Um, do you guys listen to this? Like, when you publish it, do you listen to it? Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering if that was, like, a normal thing or if I'm just really, like, self-absorbed. I, I, I talk along to my favorite bands. Like. <laughs> I do, re- like, if I think something's funny that we said, I'll listen to it, like, two or three times. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have mentioned that part, but, um, um, okay, Media Roundup, I've read a couple books in the last month um so i well i actually listened to them on audiobook but nobody would have known if you didn't (laughs) okay i read a couple books this month the southern vampires wait the southern book club guide fuck okay sorry i don't know what's wrong with me the southern book club's guide to slaying vampires was a really enjoyable book that is a hard title i I think that it's a lot going on that makes sense that it took you a sec to get that one um, I liked it. I would recommend it on audiobook if anyone's, like, listening to one. Um, and also I'm listening to Joan Didion's The Year of Magical Thinking right now. Um, and I think it's really good. I think if anyone is experiencing grief, it would be a good recommendation. I'm not 
really right now. Um, I just like the book. It sounds so much like an Oprah book club book. I haven't heard. Yeah. Of oh my god! Absolutely. That's, the title is just like you could really see yeah. it right there. Definitely. I I thought it was gonna be like a self help book before I started listening to it, and it's about like her husband dying and her daughter like being wait so you're looking for self-help books what are the problems in your life i think me and adrian (laughs) could really give you some advice right about now i just feel like i am out of control in terms of my mental health (laughs) i like (laughs) i feel like i do everything i take medication i like exercise a lot i try to eat like a healthy diet and i just but have you turned to jesus yeah, that would be me and Adrian. You know advice. what? I feel like I've turned away from Jesus lately, so maybe that's... Well, that's your problem right there, ma'am. Okay. Solved. But first, we gotta finish up Media Roundup, and we have to do um, Rachel Laptop Sticker Roundup. Um, so we gotta do both of those. This is Ethan's laptop, but I, I have a lot of commentary about him, so I'll go over them. Mm. And you had a third book from the sounds third of book. Oh, I... I read a book that was called Ask Again, Yes, which was pretty good. I I wouldn't say that it's better than the other ones, but it was good. I, like, read the physical copy. I'm not saying – someone pointed out to me, I asked, like, do you guys count audiobooks towards Goodreads? And they were like, yeah, like, think about someone with, like, a disability who couldn't hold a book or whatever. Like, (laughs) I know. Modern society is so I know, I know, I know. It's, like, very, like, Twitter speak. But I think that that's a good point of, like – they they would count those books. So if anyone's listening to this, I'm not trying to discredit your Goodreads count for the year. I just, in my mind, I differentiate between, like, the book Wait, that I, like, held and read and the book This is so read. foreign to me as a concept. So <laughs> are you trying to get, like, enough to get a pizza party at the end of the year? Or what are no, you no, no, keeping no. track I, of your books for? Uh, I just always forget, like, things that I've read before. And I like to have a list mm. of, like, it's the same concept. Do you guys use Letterboxd? Yeah, I, I just like to have a running list of what movies I've seen. Mm-hmm. No cap. Okay, so there might be a cut bringing us right back in here. We were telling <laughs> other people secrets if you were interested in why there's a hard cut. Adrian, your media roundup. Oh, I got nothing. I haven't been doing yeah, this these days. Either. Okay. I'm really right. carrying this episode, you guys. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Laptop sticker roundup. Okay. Um, Paul, do you have anything on your laptop these days? I Once I bought my new one like a year ago, and the one before that, I just had like a honeybee sticker that I put right over the Apple logo so it would light up whenever the computer was on. But other than that, I haven't been big no, on I take I take the same stickers stance with for a long laptop time. stickers as I do with like uh, bumper stickers, which is no, ew, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I take the same stance as, as you do with bumper stickers, laptop stickers, and condoms. Sick. Hey, why not? <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm just going to hit the interesting ones, or the ones that I think are interesting. So, we, do you guys listen to the podcast Doughboys? No, but I've heard a lot about it. Um, Ethan and I are big Doughboys people. We we met on Tinder, Ethan and I did, um, and we he like... He has a boner in the sticker. I, I did not notice that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, this, actually, maybe I shouldn't have started to explain this one. It might be a little bit much. It's one of the hosts... And they did an episode where they played this video game called Dream Daddy, where you, like, it's like a video game where men can hook up with other men and, like, have, I don't know, it's a whole thing. Um, There's just, like, a bunch of storylines. <laughs> in, like, a Sex in the City type way, do you consider yourself more of a Mike or a Nick Weiger? Oh, I'm definitely more Mike. Okay. Mitchell, yeah. You're and, more like Mike? 
Ethan is definitely the wiger of our relationship. Mm. Um, Are they actually a gay couple? Is that, like, they're a couple? No. They're just friends. But they illustrated... The sticker says Dream Mitchie on it. Mm. um, And they, like, put him in the style of the game. And that's why he has a boner, I guess. And then, like, just a summation for you, Adrian, like, 90% of the other stickers are A24 stickers. (laughs) There are a lot. Ooh, nice Midsummer sticker. He has a, like, specifically Midsummer A24 sticker. Um, We have a Bernie, like, in his mittens sticker that my cousin, Mm. like, drew and illustrated and sold stickers of. Um, we have a Midsummer A24 sticker. We got that when we went to a screening in Athens, Georgia, of a oh, movie, very cool. uh, an A24 movie that was shot in Athens. And they were, like, handing out free stickers because we were the first people online. Wait, what movie was it? It was, um, oh, shit, what is it called? The Spectacular Now. Uh-huh. No cap. Are we going to smoke some weed? <laughs> Oh, we got that on mic. We're uh, taking you uh, down. Uh, uh. You guys, I ate two. 911? I got one for you. I ate two Delta 8 gummies the other night. You guys, like. I don't know about that brand, though. Okay, it no, it's like. So it's legal weed. It's not synthetic, though. That's not what it is. Cause You're I, not doing that K2 behind the uh, back alley? <laughs> I, I bought it at a CBD shop. It's like, you know. So apparently normal weed is Delta 9, and this Delta 8 is You can still, like, get it legal. Yeah, you can buy it, like, pretty much. I think it's legal in every state. Where can I get it? It's good? Yeah, I got violently high the other night. Like, higher (laughs) higher than I've ever been. What a glowing endorsement. (laughs) (laughs) I I got reefer mad. (laughs) That's the time I did this, bro. Ethan isn't really on vacation right now. Is he doing a bachelor party? No, not not like violent. I I was like, I describe it as violently high because I have never been so high in my entire life. Mm. And it's it was legal. I bought it at a CBD shop in South Carolina, and it's not synthetic. Okay. Just to double down on that, I'm not like buying. Ironically, this is. I was about to say that this is a very like. I don't know, podcasty story, but this is good podcast content. People love shit like this. Let's, uh, Rachel, tell us about your drug experiences. How many times have you done DMT? <laughs> Never. <laughs> I did acid once. That was, uh, well, I guess Paul will probably want to cut this out, but that was when Paul first realized how small my feet were as we were on acid <laughs> and we were playing chess on the floor of his living room. And he just looks at my feet and goes like, how do you not like topple over all the time? As if you have like two peg legs <laughs> like a pirate. Topple over. <laughs> It looks like you can push him over. He's so tall. <laughs> did you guys see the movie Arrival? I did. Uh-uh. Um, it's kind of a spoiler, but in that movie, she time isn't linear for her. And when I did Acid, I felt like time was not linear. And I felt like mm. when I was doing it, I had a, I was currently experiencing everything I had ever experienced and also everything I would ever experience. And I was like, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> And I was That's so beautiful, man. So why do you have anxiety now? <laughs> I'm gonna say, how is that not cured? Well, that was before I like really was anxious. I don't know. I don't. That's know actually such good advice. Like kids, do ask in high school before <laughs> you get actual anxiety. Like, yeah, I think I there was know. like a time, and I think it was senior year of college where I was like I think that's it for me I think my time to do like psychedelics is up <laughs> I had those years where like I had like my shit together and now I'm too much of like 
an adult and like super anxious all the time and i don't think i can do it again yeah that is really I, I good really advice underage children do acid <laughs> really the younger the better if you're a child it cannot you hurt get you. your hands on like even the synthetics like n-bomb the ones that are dangerous <laughs> just do it well listen it's the not least like amount of responsibility legal. you have it's not like the it's more amount you can when take. you turn 21 so may as well do it whenever you want it's equally illegal no matter when you do it yeah <laughs> so <laughs> that's my advice <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Big facts, no cap, endorses childhood acid <laughs> dropping. No, but you are totally right. I like it, it's you can't do that stuff as an adult. You feel God, no. That's gonna, it's gonna ruin. Maybe it. if you're a well-adjusted adult, but not if you're one of us. Not if you're someone who has a podcast. In which case, <laughs> no fucking degenerate with a podcast needs to be doing acid. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> you know what? That is good advice. If you have a podcast, don't do acid. Oh god, we are all incredibly maladjusted. <laughs> So, uh, you guys on SSRIs or what? Sertraline. <laughs> Lexapro. Our culture doesn't believe in it, so. Oh. okay. <laughs> Every uh, now and then my dad calls me to say, hey, you'll be happy later. You'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be happy later. <laughs> I actually made sure to ask my roommate about his, uh, experience with, well, I guess this is a spoiler for later, but, um, like his familial attitude towards mental health and ADHD. And he basically had like a similar kind of uh, story as my family. So. Well, you have to mention that he's Asian. I don't know if that's just information everybody has who's listening. <laughs> yeah, anyone who's listened to the podcast knows that he's a proud Vietnamese man. He's a as we would have called him a, a few decades ago. Um, is that a slur? I think it's a slur. That's what we called the Viet Cong. I, believe. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> All right, let's even the tables. Rachel, use a slur for Guatemalans or Hispanic people now. Oh, no, don't make me. <laughs> that sounded so sarcastic. Yeah. She was like, it rolls it off the tongue. like whatever you're off mic, that's all you no, want to do. No, stop. I'm not going to do that all the time. <laughs> not again. There's laughing children being picked up in the background. Our neighbors are, like, living it up outside. They really are. Damn. They're, like... Screaming, they have a dog that barks all the let's, fucking time. Let's take two of those violent edibles each and go beat the <laughs> shit out of those kids. I wasn't violent. I was just, I was in the bathtub being like, I've never felt better than this. I like to get my house really cold. Um, Becca's mm. covered in like three blankets and it's this shivering is right now. temperature. I love this. <laughs> yeah, I, I have the thermostat I set. I love a cold house. Yeah, it's 66, which... Mm. And I like to get it really cold in the bathroom and then get a really hot bath going and be shivering and then get in the bathroom. Just get the steam coming off of you? Yes. It's amazing. So I was doing that and I was like, I, it's like ethereal. I'm like, I Mm. feel amazing. You should look into bath bombs with CBD in it as a, I was going to say, forget what Adrian said. You should look into Dr. Singa's mustard bath mix, Dr. Singh's mustard bath mix. And if you're ever feeling like a little cold, come on and it like, it, it's, it's the best shit in the world. Okay. Like, make you feel so rejuvenated. Where do you I buy think... that at? I'll, I'll look into CBD bath bombs too, Adrian, no, 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 because no, no, no. That's the CB, CBD farm, a C, <laughs> um, had some. And I was just like, is that cool? Or like, I don't know. But I do love a good bath bomb, so I'm going to do that. What is, where do you, where do I no, buy that? I can Paul? tell whose idea you cared about more. He said it first. I'm going in chronological order. Where do you buy a mustard? Uh, online or i think i've seen it at whole foods but way overpriced okay it's um it's like this powder you can buy in like a tub this big not a sponsor when it's paltrow energy if you want that energy in your life okay and ironically i love her oh really i kind of hate her but i like some of the stuff she likes but paul still puts the jade egg up his asshole whenever he's feeling like he's about to get a cold 
I think that a lot of the... Er, 99% of the stuff she promotes is, like, bullshit. But I think she's so beautiful and interesting. I just can't help but be, like, magnetized towards her. And when she's, her. like, cooking with John Favreau, you're like, mm, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. What, like, one of the five <laughs> things I know about her. When she's the the one like, thing I know about her is that she's married to, uh... She's married to Chris Martin, right? She was. Um, oh, they're divorced. So they're, you're saying I'm a chance. They're divorced for a while. They they did the conscious uncoupling thing, if you remember that. That makes that one lyric make way more sense. I used to be married to Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of context. <laughs> like, that's weird. What does she think about that? <laughs> he dates Dakota Johnson now. They just bought a house together. I don't know this who that reminds is. me of something you mentioned in your podcast that I wanted to ask you about because I don't know why I'm supposed to hate Taylor Lautner, but ever since I've heard you do it on your pod, I'm like, I'm I'm on board. I hate him. Sucks. I just want to know why. I don't know. I think he's a little bit pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, plugs are at the end, but if you ever wanted to listen to podcast to burn boyfriends episode, we kind of talk about it. I don't know. I just find him like. I know that this is a little bit unwoke of me, but I find him to be like a sissy boy. I find him to be a little bit like pathetic, even though he's like a less muscular... indigenous actors in Hollywood. That's what I've been saying. Thank <laughs> you. Oh means. God damn it! <laughs> White women are discriminated against, <laughs> and indigenous people have too loud of voices now. Oof. Now, uh, you know what? Let's move on. <laughs> Whenever someone likes you too much, which he very clearly like liked Taylor too much, Taylor Swift, it's a little bit like pathetic. Like anytime a guy has been like really interested in me, I'm like, uh, except for Ethan, I guess. But I'm like, that's feminine shit, bro. That's called a mental illness, folks. (laughs) If somebody likes me, I have to wonder what's wrong with them. Yeah, we 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 brought an article about that. Um, Is part of your disgust not the fact that he was willing to date someone with his same name? Yeah, their couple name would just be Taylor. Yeah, that's kind of gross, right? Yeah, I wouldn't date an Adrian. The The last episode, the Evermore episode we put out I, at the beginning, I was screaming at Howie, my cat, Adrian, um, because he was scratching my leg. And I felt so bad afterwards because I was like, people are going to listen and be like, she abuses her cat when realistically mm. I love him more than anything on the face of this earth. Is he named after Howie Mandel or Howie Hawkins? He is bald. <laughs> He's named after um, Howie from Uncut Gems. Oh, this is a recent cat. Yeah, we got him during quarantine. Another way to say that would be a young cat. Recent cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, recent cat. Yeah, I like Adrian's better. Sorry, Paul. Oh. <laughs> no cap. All right, so Rachel, I'm bringing in a quiz for you. And this is a quiz to kind of like, it's it's to test your knowledge about somebody you were a fan of in college. Yeah. Are you still currently a fan of Rupi? Mm, no. Okay. So it's to test your knowledge, but it's also to test, she's always frustrated me as a poet, Rupi Kerr. Is that how you pronounce her last name? I think it's like, actually, I don't know. Okay. okay. Well, maybe I should have looked it up beforehand, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, this is a, this is a dedication to quality you get from Big Facts, No Cap. Anyway. <laughs> So I've always found her poetry incredibly uh, grating, is the word to put it. And I've always, part of what makes it grating is, like, the simplicity always read, like, so simple that anybody could do it, which I know is a big complaint about, like, a lot of modern art that usually gets scoffed at. But it was particularly frustrating with her because it felt like not only could I do it, it felt like anyone could do it. And not only that, it kind of felt like a random 
AI like word generator <laughs> could do it. Yeah. So I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not seeing like the emotion and the power behind the words, and I'm not reading like the subtleties that she's putting in there through language. So this is a test to figure out whether you can correctly figure out which poems are hers. And it's also a test to figure out whether I'm just not understanding what makes her poetry profound. Because if I can't replicate her well enough to trick you, okay. then clearly I misunderstand what's going on there. And I think it's important to check myself. <laughs> I like this bit. Like this. I like, you added an extra layer to it. I thought it was just going to be like fun for me, but I like this. I think that this is a good yeah, because maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is something there. I think I can already tell that Paul's really confident about this because of <laughs> how he's pitching this. There's no way Paul is sincerely pitching a I could be wrong about something bit. <laughs> I'm such a dick. <laughs> um, you know, I have always been like ambivalent towards her. It's like, well, not always because I... I um had her book and like read it all. I read it on my twenty second birthday on the beach. I read the whole thing because the poems were short. <laughs> um, it was nice, and then I just kind of, you know, Twitter culture makes fun of her a lot. Um, but this week, the reason that this is like topical is that she had this video going around on Twitter where she's like, "You dipped your fingers into me," and she's like fingering the air. Um. And that really turned me off of her. I was like, Jesus Christ. So uh, that's why it's topical. If you guys have seen that video. Oh, Paul sent it to me. Yeah. This is what made me think about her enough. And then when you were like, oh, like, let's record this week. I was like, perfect. Yeah. Good um, timing. Oh, also Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, Ethan, yeah. The shrimp guy turned yeah. out to be problematic. Ethan um, has kind of had a viral tweet. Uh, he put a bunch of shrimp on a table and pretended to find Cinnamon Toast Crunch in it, and he's got like 100,000 likes. <laughs> Did you just hear that whistle? That was Adrian. Oh. <laughs> I was like, Where Sorry, that, that was my that was my whistle of approval of his satire. I am straight up stupid <laughs> all right so i have the random number generator having randomized my fake ruby poems <laughs> and my real ones so let's what are the numbers here um i mean it, the, the numbers are just like heads or tails i just did a coin flip no but how many of each do you have Paul? oh okay so for a total of 21 poems okay are you gonna read them in like the style that she read it no that's <laughs> a big part of it I that's a big part of it if i wanted to all right so, are you ready, Rachel? I'm ready. Okay, poem one. Your voice is sweeter than the sweetest honeysuckle. That's you. That is me. Damn. <laughs> okay, poem two. There is nothing more powerful than a woman who doesn't believe the lies the world tells us. That one's tough because that's she Michelle definitely... Obama. <laughs> she definitely has poems like that, but I'm going to say that's you, too. You got it. My mother sacrificed her dreams so I could dream. Is that you? No, that's her. Okay. That, okay, yeah. If you are not enough for yourself, you will never be enough for someone else. These all, these all seem fake to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that you, Paul? Is no, that her? Fuck, <laughs> okay. So you're batting 50. <laughs> all right, all right. They all seem so, like... Broken things don't repair themselves. Time and touch are the brick and mortar that build a path for us to become whole again. Is that her? No, that is me. God damn it! Okay. <laughs> I'm getting all frazzled now. 
Don't overthink it. Don't overthink I, it. I, I definitely am, and that's why. It is possible to love and hate someone at the same time. I do it to myself every day. Is that her? That is her. Okay. Adrian, are you keeping track? Because I've already <laughs> lost track. I think we're at still oh, at 50-50. I, didn't... I think so. If you had told me that my job was scorekeeper, I would have done that. But uh, Okay, we're, we're at 50-50. We're at three and three. What is stronger than a human heart that shatters over and over and still loves? That's her. That is her. <laughs> I remember that one. I was like, damn. That's right. <laughs> we have been dying since we got here and forgot to enjoy the view. That's you? No, that is her. Okay. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Paul's laughing. <laughs> okay, I don't know how to read this. You move my hand between my legs and whisper, make them pretty little fingers dance for me. <laughs> wait, wait, let me read it one more time. Let me read. Oh my god. Move, read it in her cadence. Do it just as once. You move, yeah, my, you move my hand between, wait, in her like TikTok yeah, cadence? You move my, your hand. In, in between my legs and whisper, make them pretty little fingers dance for me. <laughs> okay. I mean, it would be amazing if that was her, but that's got to be you. Right? It was her. No! 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 <laughs> I couldn't write that if I tried. <laughs> Them pretty little fingers? God. That's, like, way too horny. But in a, like... Ugh. Okay. I became what I hated most to earn the love that did not deserve me. Is that you? Yes, that is me. Okay. That's a, that was a good one. His words curled into a viper's bite. That's her? That's me. Damn it. I could imagine a viper illustration in her book. Because, you know, like, every poem has an illustration mm -hmm. with it. I think I have one of her books now. I guess that The illustrations are also the same where I feel like a computer oh, or me. Yeah. I will say, for re sure. <laughs> really quick, she doesn't just write couplets, right? She writes slightly longer stuff, but I thought this would be more uh, more in this format of our podcast no that. i think that i think it's good i think there is a bias to like if i had an, an artist that i really liked and you just did single lines asking me if i if this was music that they wrote or music that is something you wrote it is enough of like an, an isolated thing it's so insular i could see it you being able to find like a rapper saying something ridiculous even if i do think they're good i, I think the format I... lends itself to paul being able to really um play up how all right, Adrian. Some <laughs> I think that's a fair criticism, Adrian. But I, I will say the majority of majority of her stuff is this, like, probably I don't know, a good seventy five percent. So he's not just like cherry picking here. It's like is Rupee single or should I be white knighting for her or not? <laughs> she's hot. She yeah, she's okay. I saw, I saw the video. <laughs> My being is petals. Each touch destroys the beauty it sought to appreciate. Is that her? That is me. Damn. <laughs> um, this is like a multiple choice test where you didn't study and you're like over. Well, it's a true it. or false test. I mean, technically multiple okay. choice, but. No, you're right. Every, revol right sorry. <laughs> every revolution starts and ends with his lips. Is that her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them I was the warmest place you knew and you turned me cold. Is that her? That is her. Yeah, she I is get so horny. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> we awoke entwined as one. By noon, your words stung like a summer's burn. Is that her? That is me. Oh. I like that I'm so moving to you <laughs> that you believe it. Yeah, I find Like, that her instantly really brought her back to her 22nd birthday, just reading on the beach, just like, <laughs> oh. In a hammock, strung beneath a, a pier.
our back tell stories no books have the spine to cover god i um. hope that's you <laughs> is that okay is that you paul no that is oh, really oh my jesus god. christ Ooh, well i'm numb to the frozen past and thawing for an un for an uncertain future is that you that is me okay I will say, you know what, let's get through it first. Tears streak your eyes that reflect the future we could have had. Is this you? That is me. You like to talk about the future. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this the way that Paul just gets out his own poetry that he's actually been writing for years? <laughs> he's to promote. Paul plugs are at the end. <laughs> Y'all, uh, check me out on, uh, check me out on fintechpoetry at instagram.com. <laughs> That was straight from Paul's journal after started dating a guy in high school. Yeah, she was just very pretty. Listen, I relate. That's <laughs> that's funny. You tore away from my arms and tore open my heart. That's the whole thing. Is that you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could really, you could really catch the ones that are me because I, I think I also was kind of doing Buttigiegisms for a big chunk of them, <laughs> for like flipping a word, like you tore away from me and tore open my heart. I was like, <laughs> okay, now do Obama cosplay. <laughs> All right, in this next one, uh, my fellow American, <laughs> my fellow uh, American, Malia, <laughs> Sasha, and Malia, beautiful young women. Did he say that? <laughs> I feel like he said that Sacha Malia grew up into beautiful young women all oh, the time. Oh, okay. Now. I thought, yeah, okay, right. All first the time. You see your, uh, <laughs> first time you see your daughter in high heels, it's like a, whoa, <laughs> moment. He was like, why did she go to Harvard? She could have just been a model. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's doing like a Trump thing where it's a little bit uncomfortable. Now come here and kiss me right on the mouth. <laughs> we are all born so beautiful. The greatest strategy is being convinced we're not. That's I'm- Oh, you're not done. <laughs> I was going to say the greatest tragedy. My bad for saying strategy. <laughs> That's her. That is her. Okay. Mm. You were t- you were so afraid of my voice, I decided to be afraid of it too. Was that her? That is her. You got okay. better at it towards the end. That is the last one. Okay. I, I, I can see think... why this works with our... We, I, again, we still haven't gotten into the themes of the episode, <laughs> but with the whole Taylor Swift thing of like, she really has like a... Um, my emotional problems are directly tied to men who have hurt me. <laughs> she has a real big. Is that, is that... Taylor gets a little bit more deep than that, Adrian. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm not. If she has, I haven't heard Taylor. it. Is that a fair analysis of Taylor's music? Are you asking me? Yeah. Um, I would say her early stuff. I think that she gets a little bit more. Uh, I was gonna say a little bit more better. <laughs> I think she gets a little bit better uh, as like. She gets older. Um, her most recent albums are a lot of like storytelling, not about her own life. So I don't know. Folklore's pretty good. <laughs> no, yeah, I do. I do like uh, Taylor's music. Uh, I'm really only familiar with the stuff of 1988, 89, 89. <laughs> 89 forward. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Oh, Wait, wow, Adrian, what was Rachel's final score, by the way? Yeah, so I just calculated it. Out of the last fifteen that we did. She got seven right, eight wrong. She Damn. ends on a negative score. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I think it was three and three at the beginning before we start counting. Mm-hmm. So. Well, the next time I'm on the podcast, <laughs> uh, just inviting myself back, I'll, I'll also, study. Also, that doesn't add up, right? Because you said you had how many quotes? I oh, yeah, that does add up. Okay, cool. I was <laughs> just, like, counting down the list. That actually adds up, though. So, wait, next time you're on pod, what do you want to do? The same you want to bring in stuff from Paul's favorite poet? <laughs> Yeah, Dr. Gonna... Seuss. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> I just oh, picked about oh, my favorite poll uh-oh. last month. <laughs> Someone wants to bring in some Dr. Seuss. You guys, I've been, like, really getting into Dr. Seuss lately. Have you guys heard about this guy? <laughs> I found out he was racist, and I immediately ran to the store and bought all yes. his books. Oh, calm down, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Ted Cruz. Yeah, oh, Ted Cruz no. over here. All right. <laughs> so we sort of introduced the Taylor Swift thing. I wish I'd worn my Taylor Swift hat here today. My, my sister's a mega fan, and she bought me some of uh, her merch for Christmas. Oh, cool. <laughs> this year? Yeah. It's, That's a, awesome. it's a folklore hat. It's kind of an ugly hat. It's like a like a brown hat with like a patch that says folklore. I have the folklore sweater, and the patch isn't... Yeah, it's not great. Does it say Taylor Swift on it, too? I don't think so, oh, okay. but I think for, like, a guy... I don't know. I think, like... It's not a complete flat brim, but it's not very curved. And oh. It's just got like this look of like such a broy. I don't know. Yeah, I can I can picture it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm bald, so I'll take any hat. So if, <laughs> if anybody wants to give me a hat, that's a great gift idea. That's really funny that so she I did was for like, Christmas. Paul can have a hat. <laughs> Paul can have a hat. Something that I really like. <laughs> she buys literally all her merch. She loves her so much. Her and Ethan would get along. <laughs> Uh, I asked her to listen to your podcast, but she got angry when she heard that you didn't like Taylor. <laughs> Tell her to listen to a different episode. <laughs> Tell her to listen to folklore that I like gush over her the whole time. Mm. I think she just doesn't want to listen to someone who's not a stan. <laughs> okay. Fair. 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 Even though she was my number one artist last year on Spotify. Ooh. And she's my number Ooh. three of all time. For doing research or just in uh, Yeah, for, for doing research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. No, no. But, okay. So we <laughs> no. have to talk about Taylor. What is, like, your over, like, in your journey of going from not being the biggest Taylor fan in the world to being engaged to a, <laughs> a Swifty? Is that the correct term? I don't want to yeah. be offensive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is it not gendered? Is, not, is there not a different term for a male Swifty than a female Swifty? It's all encompassing. Okay, so it's like engaged to a Swifty. What was that journey like? What what have you learned to appreciate about Taylor? What's like your encompassing statement? Um. Well, I will say I have always enjoyed her music, whether I've wanted to admit it or not. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm. So I I have this thing of being like, oh, she in high school especially she's popular. She's country. I don't like either of those things. I don't want to like things that are popular. Um. Even though like. I always did. But so I was like, oh, she sucks. She's annoying. And then when 1989 came out in college, I was like, I fully cannot deny that she has good music. She's like cool and pretty and like seems fun. And then after that. a lot of value on people as artists or celebrities based on how pretty they are. (laughs) Yeah. Rupi is pretty. Taylor's pretty. What is Paltrow is pretty. Who, what, who else did I say? Paltrow. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I did. You said she I? was enticing to you as a beautiful being. Listen, why I are don't... you sexualizing these celebrities who are? I'm not women? sexualizing them. <laughs> Listen, Paul, I'm not sexualizing them. Okay, got <laughs> really defensive. Um, I wouldn't say I'm gotcha sexualizing question. them. I just <laughs> we've got you. <laughs> Shit, backed into a corner here. I think that celebrities image. I mean, maybe not Rupi since she's a poet, but like Gwyneth Paltrow and Taylor Swift their image is like a huge part of who they are Mm -hmm. it's and taylor swift especially like for every album she does she switches up her look completely yeah i loved in that third album when she did the pirate look and then (laughs) the one after that she She switched to doing the emo skater look (laughs) she she 
did not think that through because now she just has a peg leg. <laughs> That's a little Taylor Swift trivia for <laughs> those of you who aren't super fans and don't know all this. She has a peg leg. <laughs> um, so anyways, 1989 came out and I was like, this album rules. It's awesome. And then <laughs> Becca's in the background Wait, laughing. Wait, was so. that whole album her doing... No, wait, that's 1985. Never mind. It's not the Bowling for Soup song, right? <laughs> What's the name of the song? Becky just hit the wall. She never had it all. Okay. Becky just hit the wall. She never had it all. Okay, anyways. Paul I believe it's called this. 1985 or 1989. It's 1985. Okay. I yeah, can 19, sing the whole song for you right now if you wanted me to. I also do a rendition. What's that, like, pop group the 1975? Can you? Oh, can I? <laughs> yeah, I can if you want me to. <laughs> I mean, Maddie Healy is daddy, <laughs> right? Right? Am I right, Becca? <laughs> People get uncomfortable when I call guys that I think are hot daddy, but uh, mm. <laughs> Paul's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's uncomfortable. <laughs> and what's that thing? Can you do a rendition of the sixteen nineteen project? No. So racism <laughs> started in sixteen nineteen. Oh, like oh. Our slave made it to America. You are listening to the Daily. This is <laughs> Michael Barbaro. <laughs> Pod saved America today, you guys. Um, thank you, Paul. <laughs> so what were we talking about, Taylor Swift? Mm. Um, anyways, Reputation came out and I was like, okay, I hate her again. She's annoying. Um, and then doing this podcast, the whole like conceit of the podcast was that Ethan is a super fan and I'm someone who like finds her very annoying. But it's both mostly been us like talking about how much we love her the whole time because I do like her music and I find her as a person interesting mm-hmm. and pretty. <laughs> She is very pretty. Do you disagree with that, Adrian? Oh, I, I've been on pod saying that before. Yeah, I don't. I, she looks like a white woman to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, hey, wait, so you're Rachel, not wrong. When you look at Rachel and Taylor, is it like the same person? <laughs> Say yes. Or, or do, you group, <laughs> do you group white women into, to brunettes and blonde? <laughs> no, I usually do like above six foot, below six foot. I, famously on Tinder, I'm on there saying, if you're six foot or less, ladies, don't contact me. <laughs> um, is that how tall you are? <laughs> yes i'm six of my feet which reach this big so it's about <laughs> the size of a building six of my feet you should put that in your tinder bio i haven't made fun of paul before but i remember paul just like i think it was the time we were kind of drunk where he was like just like really telling me that he, how, how attractive he thought taylor swift was and i was like i don't see it man but if you do that's cool for you i don't remember this but i'm sure it happened paul's blacked out talking about how beautiful taylor swift is you kept calling her a real cutie pie which is Ironically, JPEG pie. Mafia merch. I should get that cutie pie shirt, and so should I'm gonna send one to Taylor as well on your behalf. <laughs> um, no, I, I I'm I'm gonna stick out of this conversation because to be honest, I have no strong opinions about her music. I don't like it or dislike it, and it doesn't like cause me any annoyance or anything. So I don't know. It's it's all like a very neutral stance for me. White noise. I I felt the same way. I I really liked '89, and then. I, I guess it's the the title you can't shorten like you can with the year. I like 1989. <laughs> I really uh, liked 89. <laughs> and then I also like listened to Reputation once and I was like, oh, this isn't quite as like, like, I don't know. It just Doesn't didn't feel the, the same. same um, yeah. What was the song that was remixed with Kendrick Lamar? Bad Blood. Yeah. Embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Also embarrassing for, for him. him because it's like he yeah. didn't really come with it in any sort of way that made it like oh cool. It it doesn't make any sense because he's like a cool guy and like <laughs> he's a cool guy. <laughs> he's 
You guys heard of Kendrick Lamar? He's a pretty <laughs> He's swell a rapper. Hip young guy. Real Midwestern mom energy. <laughs> Check him out. Pretty neat. Um, <laughs> I think he's pretty cool. <laughs> you guys heard of this young man? Okay, I'm like running with this too long. Um, yeah, and she's like a lame. I mean, you know, as far as like Kendrick Lamar energy goes, she's like a lame, like generic pop star, and he's like cool and does like. Yeah, I didn't really have a problem with the combo. Just that he wasn't good on it. Like, if oh. he'd done Ooh. well, I feel like it would have been fine with me. Yeah, I just don't think it makes I sense. Do- f- like, I don't know. I have one thing that I wanted to clear up about Taylor Swift okay. uh, from someone who's uh, pro Taylor Swift. A lot of people kind of out of the gate don't fuck with any kind of ar- argument about industry plants. But how do you feel about like her background and like what her parents did and like her avenue towards success in the music industry? And Ooh, somebody do, hasn't do listened she's... to Podcast of Burn because oh, this has been talked about. We talk about this, but oh, okay. I definitely yeah. think that she like obviously she's talented like you don't get to being her level without having like some modicum of talent but i i think that she definitely bought her way into it her dad like mm. bought three percent stake of big machine records which is like the label she started on so that she could get you know a record deal so you know it's it's like privileges of being a rich white woman who has like connections and power for sure but i also do think the flip side of that is that she is talented and good. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for me. You guys continue talking. You guys keep talking to yourselves. I'm just going to read a book over here. <laughs> what book? All right. Well, I feel like this would be a good place. Can you see that again? I feel like this would be a good place to, uh, <laughs> this would be a good bring in place the article. to, uh, to bring in the Taylor column. So I'm going to, this is the first time I've paid to bring in our second quiz, Taylor or Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first time I've ever paid for an advice column on this podcast. Whoa. I paid five dollars for a 2013 digital copy of Seventeen <laughs> magazine, where Taylor guested as a columnist to answer advice for Seventeen's readers. I'm honored. And what's crazy is he bought the article, then found out there was a Taylor column <laughs> in it, which happened to work out for today. Jackpot. So that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was perfect. It was serendipitous. Yeah, I know some big words. <laughs> Good job. Yes, Paul. yes. Serendipitous. So I'm going to let Rachel, as our honored guest, go ahead and read this column. Okay. So the header says, a tough one for Taylor. Um, and then the question is, there's this guy I like, but my BFF is close with him too. She knows I like him, but she still flirts with him, and it makes me upset. Am I being too sensitive? And that is from Joanna, who at the time was 19, from Frisco, Texas. Wait, what year was this uh, Was this uh, article it was, written? Uh, January of 2013. This was right after the release of Red, as Rachel knows. Yes. It, yes. <laughs> I, I just wanted to comment that no one in that year was 19 and named Joanna. <laughs> I, I don't think that's so true. How old would okay. she be now? That would be plus. She's 31 now. She's turning 32 this year. Oh, maybe I do have a warped sense of time. It, I guess that this? is true. I could see a 32-year-old Joanna. Would be 19. Oh, Joanna. I thought you were talking about Taylor Swift. No, no, <laughs> no, no I was no. like, I mean, um, in 2013. Joanna would. Joanna is now um, 7 plus 9 is 16. So she would be 27. Okay. Joanna is 27 now. 
And let's bring her on pod. Yeah, Joanna, Joanna, come on out. Joanna. Anybody knows Joanna from Frisco, Texas, who was a big Taylor Swift fan at age 19. <laughs> let her know. We want her on pod. Yeah, whatever happened with the guy. We want to know how this worked out, Joanna. I'm interested. So there's a guy, and her BFF is close with him too, but she likes him. And uh, and she basically wants to, like, like, is she being too sensitive that her BFF is flirting with uh, the guy she likes? So is she? Rachel. I mean, no. I feel like we brought a woman on pod for a reason. I think you brought a woman on so I could say that her best friend's being a straight up bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I think that your friend sucks. She sounds like a bad person. I mean, I've had this situation what? happen to me before, actually. Who in- was Becca flirting with? <laughs> Becca? No, in the eighth grade, I had a crush on this guy. And then my best friend, Ashley... This is still a point Sounds of like contention in our relationship. Oh, she's still no, she's still, still my best friend. Is she going to listen to this? Or is she, no, like, she won't. Send her the timestamp. <laughs> she has a baby. She's okay. like busy. Um, <laughs> she has a baby because she's a fucking slut. <laughs> she blew him in the eighth grade because I. she knew I wouldn't. And so he would pick her over me. She had a baby with this guy that I had a crush on in the eighth grade. <laughs> no. Um, Babies having babies. I know. That's what I thought. When she first told me my first thought was like, oh, I wonder what she's going to do. And then I was like, I guess we're adults. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, your friend sounds like she sucks. So what happened in eighth grade? Oh, <laughs> in eighth grade, I had a crush on this guy. And then my best friend, Ashley, started to date him. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. W- were words ever exchanged about it? After the fact, I was like, you know, I like liked him, right? And she was like, I did, but I liked him too. <laughs> okay but i told her first that i liked him so it's a dib situation yeah i mean he would have never dated me because any any guys that i ever had crushes on pretty much my whole life have never been like interested back um so he wouldn't have dated me but still that makes it even worse a little bit right Mm. because she knew and she was flaunting it yeah she's like hot and her whole life guys like fall down at her feet like Mm -hmm. love her so she could have had anyone but you think she wanted him because yes you know what this is getting into some stuff i think you're right paul i'm gonna where does she live now charleston i don't know if i could beat her up but her kid sounds like (laughs) an easy target (laughs) listen (laughs) no she's cool i guess (laughs) All right. Okay, but anyways, I I don't think you're being too sensitive, Joanna. I think that it's right to be... Like, if this was happening to me now, I I wouldn't be in this situation now because I am engaged. We we had a polyamory (laughs) column on just last week, so... You're right. I don't think that I could handle that, but... um, (laughs) It sounds like a lot of work. Wait, are you suggesting eighth grade polyamory or... (laughs) Sorry, did I freeze for a second? Yeah, yeah. we're we're suggesting this 19-year-old start a polyamorous relationship. (laughs) We have a very easy solution for you, Joanna. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, I don't think she's being too sensitive. Do you? What's What's y'all's perspective it's on this? It's honestly so hard to take this question seriously, yeah. which might be part of like the whole like people don't take young Paul's women's misogyny. questions or like issues seriously. But it's so hard for me to even. It's just it's the fact of it being in Seventeen magazine and it's Taylor Swift answering and it's written in red because that was her brand at the time. I don't think you're being All too sensitive because this is your world. You're in high school. Well, yeah. I guess you're like a freshman in college, but still. And- yeah, so I don't think you're being too sensitive. I mean, what else are you? do you have to care about right now? Like, <laughs> care about boys? Yeah. If you, if you were 40 and you had this problem, I'd be like, grow the fuck up. Yeah. What was that, Adrian? Does this person know that they're two years past the date for this magazine? <laughs> is that not a hard limit? Or is 17 Magazine Apparently just like... Apparently not. 
Okay, well, uh, I would say, because the question specifically was, am I being too sensitive? Yeah, that's like a double-edged sword where, like, obviously the answer is, like, no, you're allowed to feel your feelings, but also that's not, like, a productive place to start about how to, like, get perspective on the issue. All right, let's see what Taylor has to say. There's multiple of these, so maybe we could do more since it was kind of a shorter one. Uh, whatever you're feeling, y'all. But Taylor, for this one, had to say, that's rough. I think honesty is the best policy here. By talking to her about it sternly but nicely without raising your voice, you're making her fully aware of your concerns. That way later she can't say, I didn't know you felt that way. Hey, your friend didn't try to pull that shit. Good for her, though, Rachel. Like, she didn't try to pretend she didn't She was know. like, I knew and I still did it, bitch. <laughs> if she still does it, even after you've said it hurts you, think about whether she's being a good enough friend to you. That's fair. Yeah. Is that what yeah. you would have guessed Taylor would have said based on, like, where she was in her life when Red was coming out? No. <laughs> based on this very obviously PR team written answer. <laughs> yeah. She would have been like, Write a song about that slut or whatever. <laughs> Taylor, like, literally was just, like, in her house, like, getting high. When it, they were like, is this a good enough answer? She's like, sure, put it out. Send it to 17. That's fine. I realize now that the way I was describing my friend and the way I was describing myself makes it sound like I'm like, she was popular and hot and I sucked. But that's not what I meant. That is exactly what it sounded like. <laughs> It sounded like the classic friendship where that they have in like the TV shows where it, it sounded like you were, you know, from uh, <laughs> that this was about to be so mean. And I'm going to still say, you know, in Freaks and Geeks, uh, Lisa Campanelli's like nerdy yeah. friend who's Christian. It sounded like she was Lisa and you were <laughs> her Christian friend. Listen, when I reflect back on that, I used to think like, oh, guys just thought I was ugly or too chubby or whatever. And then I think like, I just had a bad personality. <laughs> like... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> guys that's would be why like, guys would be like i like country you'd be like you fucking look stupid you piece of shit that absolutely sucks listen to what i like i bet you were right though you have cool taste thank you paul wait rachel are you from the carolinas i am i'm from rock hill okay. Ooh, we Ooh, got beef with rock hill <laughs> no rock hill's super dope winthrop's dope oh cool love it oh yeah that's where the band emery's from so you yeah, really? got cool shit going on yeah i didn't know that all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot out one more Taylor question. This one is short from Molly, seventeen, from Closter, New Jersey. Um, Thank you for sticking to the rules, Molly. Being seventeen, <laughs> yes. when it when is it time to tell a guy that we're never, ever, ever back Paul wanted to do this one just so he could yeah. sing a little bit. <laughs> I'm just putting Taylor's voice over that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good idea. That'd be a funny bit. Um, but yeah, so wh when is it time to tell a guy that we're never ever getting back together? I've never dated a guy, so I've never had a guy <laughs> who's an ex, so this one doesn't really resonate. Like, I don't know what to say. I've never been in the position of someone wanting to get back together with me. It's always been me, like, begging someone to get back together. <laughs> I think regardless of gender, Paul's been in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who can relate? <laughs> Are you doing a logic right now? Who can yeah, relate? that's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> Um, it, I don't know. I don't have advice for this. I've, I do. I think <laughs> clearly best advice is do it when you can do it most publicly and hurtfully. Ooh. Oh, okay. Do it when you can do it at a high school football game where you can grab the mic from the announcer <laughs> and announce to everybody in the stadium that you're never getting back together with Paul. Asian, with Paul specifically. <laughs> these, why do you have to bring up stuff that happened in high school? 
Wait, this is another situation where I can't pick up on sarcasm. <laughs> okay. That didn't okay, happen. Okay, I say. wish I had. It would have meant that I had a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I am in love with I'm never going to be in love with you, Paul. <laughs> There's no way she knew I liked her. We didn't text or anything. I was just like, you're so pretty. Oh my God. That's how I was with every guy I ever liked in high school. The guy I had the biggest crush on in high school he is gay, and he's also a Republican now. Oh, really? Can you imagine? Dude, that's so dope. <laughs> what a <laughs> I know, dope I combination. Mean, dodged a bullet, not on the gay thing, because it's like, whatever, but like he like worked for the Trump campaign. Oh, really? Straight up, like, is a decent Marco Republican. Oh, <laughs> no. <God. laughs> Similar. Right, you didn't say Florida, you said South Carolina. Yeah. Milo Indianapolis? Unfortunately, Dude, Milo is daddy. He's not gay anymore. <laughs> he's rehabilitated. He's platformed again. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's, he's straight again. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, he said gay conversion it. therapy no, worked on him. He's no longer gay. He's oh no my god. Gay. Okay, I'm gonna really have to do some research after this. <laughs> no, Paul, you and I have very similar high school experiences, I think. Adrian was very cool. He was just dating Lizzie no, the whole time. I identify. I had experiences like that. <laughs> there were times where uh, I got invited to the prom and, and like the guy didn't actually like me but then they like took my glasses off and put my hair down and he was like oh i actually like you and i can explain the bet was like a joke and i was like i don't believe you samuel i don't care that you're like the fucking captain of the football team and got a big ass dick bro i'm done with this shit but he won me over by bringing a radio bringing a dvd copy of the movie radio to my window (laughs) and we watched it together and he was like, this is set in South Carolina, just like our love story. <laughs> and the band Emory. <laughs> and we're still together. I love that story. That really is beautiful. Love so we all had very similar high school experiences, I feel like. All right. So, Adrian, do you want to do the third Taylor column? Or oh, wait, we didn't even read Taylor's advice on the last one. Disrespecting our queen. So somebody, who, <laughs> so somebody who actually had a lot of teenage relationships will now give advice uh, to Molly, who's 17. Thank God we weren't writing this column and it was young Taylor. <laughs> if you get into the habits of hiding your breakups and makeups from your friends and family because they roll their eyes at you, or no one can ever keep it straight if you guys are together or not, congratulations. You're in an on-again, off-again relationship that's gone on for way too long, and it's time to end it. For good. <laughs> was that too much spunk? Did she not write For it? For good. Yeah. Okay, I'll, cl- I'll clip that. No, out. I liked it. I thought it was good. <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> um, I, you, you know what? I think I was reading that in a, in, a, in a blur. I don't remember what she said. <laughs> if, you're, if you're annoying your friends and family. She said basically once you're annoying your friends or family, end it. End it, yeah. That's a weird metric to go by. <laughs> if they're happy. Maybe like when you personally feel like you've exhausted yourself in a relationship, maybe that's when you should end it. Well, it's kind of like an external sing- signal, right? Because maybe you're worried about your own emotional state, like internally, like not being able to think clearly. And this is kind of a way to set like a rule ahead of time for, oh, if anybody mentions that I'm annoying them by how often we're breaking up and getting together. I know it's gone on too long and it's healthy. I actually do think that might be, I think you're right. I think that could be like a good metric because when you're like in that situation, I agree. You, you're like crazy. <laughs> Plenty of high schoolers are on again, off again. That's a pretty common like high school thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you texted this other girl, we're broken up and then like it doesn't stick. 
I think that that's a common thing in relationships just in general. You would hope if an adult's in an on-again, off-again relationship, it's a little bit Wait, sadder. so when yeah. when your husband saw you text your DoorDash driver, who happened to be a man, he was like, I saw you text another man. This, I, Take this ring back. I'm done with this. No cap. All right. Um, uh, Ellie is here, so we should wrap this up. We'll get to your call, <laughs> Adrian, and really speed through this advice. Lightning round. <laughs> go, go, oh, go. Adrian? What? Oh, did you not? Was that it? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So this is from Slate Care and Feeding. My daughter was just diagnosed with ADHD. Could I have it too? I want to get evaluated, but I'm worried I might look silly. That's the subtitle, by the way. And this is by Jamila Lemieux. February 19th, 2021. 5.56 a.m. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, anything, anything you want to do off the title or anything about that? Or do you want to talk about the thing at all before we actually get into it? Because uh, we haven't yeah, actually set up this thing. Yeah, it's possible if your kid has ADHD that you might have it. It's kind of a genetic thing. I was more talking about to Rachel, but. Uh. Are, are we, <laughs> was that the whole question or did you say that was the header and then you're going to read the That was the title and the subtitle, but you haven't actually brought in the topic yet. So. Oh, well, Paul asked me what I wanted to talk about and I was like, what am I interested in? And then I was like, <laughs> face uh skincare and like mental health lately <laughs> so i was like let's talk about mental health so i i told paul uh let's find some advice columns about adult adhd and mental health um okay dear karen feeding when i was in school i was a pretty good student my teachers told my parents that i daydreamed too much had trouble staying organized and sometimes spoke out of turn but that i was generally a joy to have in class my grades slipped significantly in middle school and high school as the work got more detail-oriented and less interesting to me, but I got through with a B average. When I went to college and then grad school, I specifically avoided classes that I knew didn't play to my strengths. It wasn't until I entered the workforce that daydreaming and being disorganized started to cause real problems for me. I had trouble meeting deadlines and finishing projects, and just barely made up for it by being so pleasant to work with that our clients wouldn't have stood for my boss firing me. I wondered if I could have ADHD, and when I brought it up to a therapist, he dismissed the idea because I had been a good enough student to earn an advanced degree. I'm a stay-at-home mom now, and I can see that my chronic disorganization and lack of focus are taking a toll on my family. I'm embarrassed to invite people over because our house is a mess. I lose things that my daughter needs for school, and I frequently tell my husband that I'll do something like pay a bill and then forget to do it. I keep trying to get things reasonably under control, but no matter what I do, I just can't seem to maintain any kind of order. I know some of this is normal for a family with three young kids, but most of my friends have two kids or three kids, and they're not like this. My daughter was recently diagnosed with ADHD and struggling academically in kindergarten and first grade, and I'm starting to reconsider the possibility that I might have it too. But I'm afraid that the doctor is going to blow me off because I was, for the most part, a good student. Is it possible that I could have ADHD even though I was a pretty good student? Is it even worth it to pursue this when I'm out of the workforce and won't be returning for at least a few years? I feel silly about going to a doctor and asking for medical diagnoses because I can't keep my house clean. Signed disorganized mom i think absolutely like, this is one of those questions where it's almost annoying how much information to the positive they gave where it's like if, if what you said is true you basically said i have all the symptoms of adhd <laughs> tell me i have adhd please like yeah well paul, paul have you even read the dsm-5 
No. I haven't either, but I assume that's not <laughs> all of the... Um, I agree, Paul. I think that it is very much, like... She can knock this one out of the park, right? Yeah. But I also understand... I think mental health stuff is tricky because it's, like... It's something that you can't... You don't... You have symptoms, but it's not like they can draw blood and be like, okay, you do have ADHD. That is the common, like, boomer argument for why mental health disorders don't exist. Well, why are you being so aggro right now? (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting, like, flustered. I'm like, well, well. (laughs) Um, I... What were we talking about? I'm, like, getting very sidetracked. I think that it's a, a valid concern to be, like, Am I going to look foolish? Am I going to, like, seem silly if I go into a doctor and say, like, I'm an adult. I've lived my whole life. I've gotten through so far. Um, Like, can you assess me for this? But I think also it is very much, like, clearly she's, like, on a path. I think, where personally, she has my advice would be to start swiping your kid's medication and taking that. <laughs> and see what it does. Yeah, see how what it, it does. Um, and then if you like it, just keep swiping it. What They need it for school, like some bitch asses. You need to get your house clean. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the doctor and say, sometimes I get nervous on airplanes. <laughs> That's stupid. It like doesn't even relate. That worked for me. Um, Did it? <laughs> well, I was a little bit more dramatic, but yeah, my doctor was like, well, see if you can get like mental health counseling through your university, but if that doesn't work, I'll give you Xanax if you want. Oh, oh god damn it. Okay. I was going to tell the story. I tried okay, to get Xanax from my doctor and he saw right through it. I keep trying to. I keep being like, I don't know that my medication is working all the time that I need it. And she's like, we can switch. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Never mind. I actually like it. Uh, yeah, because uh, yeah, I tried the same thing to get Xanax and he just like absolutely was like, he gave me something that like seemed like such a placebo. I was like, god damn. dude that's crazy my doctor like totally like trusted me he was like hey you know what it's try and figure it out through like talking to somebody if that doesn't work i'll give you as many pills as you want (laughs) it seems like you're really struggling maybe my acting skills are better i guess probably so i went and i was like oh actually (laughs) don't worry about it i self-medicate with alcohol cheers to that um i think it is like fair to be worried about that but i also think like just go just go and like do it and you will feel better like don't yeah like i don't know if you have like a real strong rapport with your doctor but there is technically like a whole doctor patient confidentiality thing it's not going to get out to your friends or whatever it shouldn't you, you can go to your doctor and get tested for this and um this is hypocritical something coming from someone who knows that they need to go to therapy as it as i probably should say that everyone should probably go to therapy uh but still hasn't gone because it's like, eh. Yeah, no, you know. I don't need that. I got a strong mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it does seem kind of ridiculous to me to be like, oh, I very clearly show these symptoms and I should go. Again, hypocritical. But this person, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Clear. Just go in. Go, go get tested. Yes, this I one agree. is almost annoying that it's a question. It really seems like she's lobbing up a softball. Yeah, she's just like affirm me please like it's crazy that the question wasn't like it just feels like i'm always at a deficit of like attention (laughs) and like i'm always active but in a way that's like hyper normal you know what i mean (laughs) in a way that could be considered like disorderly (laughs) if only there was a phrase for it i can't put my finger on it (laughs) um yeah. How do you feel about the whole, um, so I think part of the dynamic that was brought in by this was, um, 
talking about people who are undiagnosed until adulthood, people who struggle academically and realize later that they maybe had a, a an, undi- an undiagnosed issue, maybe like diagnosis deficiencies across different populations. Anything oh, I can say that for me and Rachel, we were both very good at school because we didn't have to worry about boys or girls or any sort of romantic interests. Because you guys were <laughs> sterile. So we, we didn't have any of the we didn't have any of the struggling with this. I was joking. Speak yeah. for yourself, Paul. I had no romantic um, prospects, and exactly. I was also. Uh, bad at school. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't very good at school. This, the way she describes her, like trajectory being like a good student in elementary school, and then kind of falling off in middle school and high school, but getting through is like a probably a B average, and then in college, like struggling more. I don't have a grad degree, but that's like my experience, like to a T. I also, I've I've done the same thing Adrian's sister has done, and I feel like I've self-diagnosed with adult dyslexia. Like, I've decided that I have, like, a very, like, tiny amount, like, enough yeah. that I could just kind of ignore it, but I feel you like I've like had dyslexia. Through. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, Adrian, do you want to get to the uh, answer for this call? I'm so hungry. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Sorry for rushing up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rachel, have you said your piece on your matter? Yeah, was on, there anything, like, you? generally you wanted to discuss that you had in mind that you were like, this is what needs to be said about adult age? Like I said, on top, I asked my siblings for advice. My sister is still trying to get diagnosed. And my brother's two things were, one, it took him a lot of therapists and psychiatrists to get diagnosed, like four that he had to go through before someone identified it. And then he taking he's taking Ritalin now. But Vyvanse worked way better, but Vyvanse isn't allowed in Belgium, and so he doesn't get his preferred medication right now. But that's, yeah, that's all of their their advice, or all of their perspective on it. I just generally wanted to chat about it. When I was in college, I was diagnosed with it, but I was like, no, I don't have it. (laughs) I went to a straight up, like, psychiatrist, went to, like, a long assessment, was there for, like, hours, and she was like, yeah, you have it, and I got prescribed Adderall, but I was like, I don't have it, but I'm happy to have the Adderall prescription, and I just, like, abused it in college. Um, and now I kind of let the like prescription and like diagnosis like lapse. And so when I went to my doctor about anxiety, I was like, I really need ADHD medication. And she was like, yeah, you're going to have to like go to a psychiatrist. Um, and cause I have been like letting it affect me at work. I get things done, but I just like, I'll like look at my phone for a really long time and then have to do a bunch of stuff all at once. Um, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to make an appointment with a psychiatrist, but I keep putting it off. Um, so anyways, I just generally wanted to discuss that. I, uh, I feel that. And I think for me, it's more not having any passion for the work I do. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Why don't you, uh, read the response, Adrian? <laughs> yeah. Let's get, you, let's get you guys fed. <laughs> Dear DM. I have to go first person testimony on this one. I'm one of at least five people that I can think of in my extended social circle alone who was diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. My academic journey was nearly identical to what you described, though I stopped at a bachelor's degree. I didn't know much about the disorder aside from the debate about overdiagnosis in children until I was a parent myself. So I never recognized my disorganization, lack of focus, forgetfulness, and other, now devastatingly obvious, symptoms for what they were. Now that I do, I see them clearly in my own father as well. Research suggests that genetics contribute to ADHD. Uh, Do not take the dismissiveness of one doctor to mean that there's no cause for concern. Between your own child's diagnosis and the tendencies you've observed in yourself, 
you may have reason enough to be properly evaluated. There are medical professionals who may be skeptical about adults seeking an ADHD diagnosis for many of a number of reasons, such as rampant Adderall abuse, which is why I'd suggest finding a doctor who specializes in adult ADHD to talk about your concerns. I cannot begin to tell you how drastically my life has improved since I found out that I have What it. a city person answer. I would suggest you find a doctor that specializes in adult ADHD. Like, where <laughs> has this person lived their whole life that that's within driving distance? Because it's no longer going untreated. If you feel strongly that you have ADHD, you deserve to know and to be able to start taking care of yourself accordingly. Wishing you all the best. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, right next to the pediatrician and the dentist's office, there's adult ADHD adult office. Adult ADHD. Yeah, it, uh, it seemed like a fine answer. I agree. <laughs> yep. Good. Good. Good advice. Adrian, did you have any points to note? It really was such a, like, uh, we, we were hoping that Rachel would just go off queen on that question uh, <laughs> with her uh, interest in adult ADHD. I just want to say... I agree. All right. And may I say, I also agree, I think. Hell yeah. I I concur. You rupee cur? I rupee cur. <laughs> oh, call back. All right. So big, my big fact for the episode is I think I now have enough evidence to objectively say that rupee cur is not talented. And I was right. <laughs> Uh, the scientific study has been done and Rachel got more wrong than she did right. So I think... Speaking scientifically, I win. I, I think so, too. Am I supposed to have a big fact? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a oh, no cap. Shit. Okay. Adrian, you go. Oh, no, I'll go, and then you'll do a Rachel Raps. Oh, yeah, we also do big facts, no caps, the guest raps. Do I have to do a rap? Yeah, yeah, we'll put a beat up. <laughs> I, I normally turn the episodes off, like, three minutes before they're over. <laughs> that might be another. <laughs> oh, so you're the one. Now I know from the podcast <laughs> analytics. I do that with every single podcast I ever listen to, except for Dateline. Uh, my no cap is go see a doctor if you're worried and you should have medical insurance, Medicare for all, and you shouldn't have to worry about going to see a doctor. You know what? I agree. Medicare for fucking all. Bernie would have won. Bernie should have won. (sighs) I didn't even think about it. (laughs) Um, I need a big fact now. Or a no cap. Yeah, I, What's I thought a no it was cap? Bernie should have won. Okay, yeah, my big fact is that Bernie would have won. All right. <laughs> okay, so plugs. Listen to my podcast. Um, pod- I was going to say big podcast to burn. <laughs> podcast to burn, PTB. Podcast to burn, y'all. That's the one. It's great. Check it out. Bye, Adrian. It was fun, buddy. Bye, dude. Bye, Adrian.